Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. We're We're your hosts. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at BallardDesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now, on with the show. All right, ladies. Should we do some trials and triumphs? Yes, absolutely. Everybody's favorite part of this whole episode. (laughs) Yeah, fan favorite. (laughs) I always like hearing yours, so tell me something. Okay, well, I'll go first. I have lived in this house for nine years. My ranch that's old. So we never redid the soffits when we moved in because they were already old and we just didn't redo them. Um, and that was dumb, but we knew we had a sh- not a very long-term plan for this home. Well, because they are so old and completely falling apart, um, it was really funny that on uh, last, like a few weeks ago, we were having people outside just in our, a very spread out event in our front yard. And the front light <laughs> just completely crumbled from the, you know, the decaying <laughs> soffits of the go. house. And so it's literally dangling by the, by the cord. And I'm like, well, we're not going to live here for, you know, this house doesn't even, even make it to the end of the year. But it was just so funny that I was like, what do we do? Because we're not, <laughs> we're not going to fix it. And it's so destroyed and eroded and stuff that you can't, um, there's nothing you can do. Without like the whole thing crumbling, you sure. know what I mean? Like it's done. I think you just. Yep. So we have stopped say turning a prayer. on. Yep. We have stopped turning on our um, outside light <laughs> because it's just dangling, <laughs> and we were scared of fire. Well, we were going to either cut it or just like don't use it. And so I just, I told my neighbor across the street, I was like, "We're still home. Um, yeah, just it looks like I live here. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's dangling and. Um, on my, my positive is we actually had our um, yard guys, our landscapers come and um, move all of our azaleas and all these plants. We have so many in our front yard that we've planted over the years and um, they're all big and gorgeous and, you know, full now. So we had them literally spend two full days moving all of those bushes and everything to our backyard. And it, our backyard looks fantastic because there was a fence back there, but we, you know, we had not really done too much. They're all covering the fence now. So it's like this just gorgeous layer of bushes and it's great. But our front yard, again, looks like it's destroyed because we took everything from the front yard. You keep talking. We know you have a well, kid. Okay, sorry. <laughs> There's a kid in the background playing with a train. Sorry. Um And so we moved everything, but our front yard is destroyed. There's a light hanging now. So trial, triumph, things are moving. It's great, but we definitely, um, you know. But a year and a half from now, you're going to be the best looking house in the block. Yes. And hopefully we'll save all those plants, which is great. That's so much money. So when are you you moving, demolishing? We still don't don't have a day. We still don't have the final 30-day notice. Uh, It should be here. It's just not here yet, so it has everything's been approved by the city. So y'all stay tuned. I will let y'all know when. But no, nope. do you know where you're Still going? Just, uh, we've looked at okay. a few rental homes. So not 100 yet. Okay. Yeah. 
not 100%. Nothing. No, we like to live life up to the edge. You know, <laughs> why plan when you can just kind of shoot at the head? Wing it. Wing it. Wing it at work sometimes. Well, I have some um, plant related updates. I'm going to do, I have like a couple small things. So I'll just wrap mm. them all into one. Um, we got our three free trees from Atlanta that I told y'all about. They're all planted. Looks awesome. I'm very excited about it. Um, so we're sort of like done what, with what kind that, of trees were with they? our fall planting. We got a mm-hmm. tulip poplar, a willow oak, and an overcup oak. Overcut? Overcup. Okay. I believe is what it's called. I had never heard of it before, but Will said it was a good. We actually it we we asked for two willow oaks and a tulip poplar. Um but they sent us an overcup oak, oak instead. It's actually very pretty. It's similar to a, a white oak. Um anyway, so those are all planted, so we're kind of done with that for a little while, making some plans for things we want to do in this spring, and then I have a little basement update. Will hung all of our lighting up there. So we had like a couple overhead fixtures, some sconces, some flush mounts. And I got them all off Etsy. And y'all, they are so awesome. And they were very, very affordable. Um, I can put some links. Please send links right now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they're they're very, you know, they're pretty simple in terms of the style because I didn't want anything like real, um, you know, it's our basement. So I wasn't gonna get too fancy down there um but yeah there were a couple like really awesome um u.s made sort of lighting shops that i found and um i'm very pleased so far especially this one light fixture looks really cool i would i wish i could take pictures but y'all it looks it's still very much a work in progress down there there's like paint you know trays everywhere so i don't really want to take a picture but one day when you're done you will see um and then my trial, okay, I have a couple trials. First off, I, of course, wanted to follow our very sage advice and put all of the light fixtures on yes. dimmers. So I watched some YouTube videos. I went and got extra, you know, the you have to get a different outlet or not outlet. I'm sorry, um, switch at the hardware store and you just mm-hmm. switch yeah. the switches um, so that you can have a dimmer. So I watch all these YouTube videos, get in there. I love that you're doing it yourself. <laughs> no. Well, Taryn, I remember a long time ago when you switched one yourself. And so I was like, okay, you I can, think do, I can it. do this. Karen and Taryn are always doing projects. I can do it. <laughs> well, okay. So I get in there, unhook the existing switch, and none of the cords or like wires are labeled. Mm. So, you know, like you're supposed to hook this one that's green to this one. Well, they were all like right. just copper. Like there was no, anyway, so Will tried it one time. It didn't work. And I'm like, okay, no, we're going to get an electrician in here. So have not actually gotten the electrician out, but um, I had to press pause on that one um, because I did not want to burn our house down. And then my next sort of dilemma that I'm trying to figure out. Okay. And I need y'all's, y'all's guidance. Okay. So right now down there is just like a vinyl stick on floor. Okay. Squares or a big roll? Um, it's okay. a big roll and it's busted uh-huh. up in spots like there are holes in it. Anyways, it, it obviously so it needs, needs replacing. Be, yes. Yeah. Needs replacing. So really what I think my first choice would be is to carpet it all in like a indoor, outdoor, very flat weave carpet. 
I just think it would like kind of um, make it feel a little cozier and would be all uniform. Like we would do the staircase, the landing at the bottom of the stairs, the whole basement room, and then this like three or four steps down to an exterior door. And it would, those are currently like four different materials and it would just make them all one. I think it would just feel the best. Well, the the ex- estimates that we've gotten are a lot more than I want to spend. So I'm like, do I really want to spend? How much? Like $3,000? Yeah, I just rip it up and paint it put down a rug, personally. I agree. So, I like oil-based deck agree. paint and paint it. Yeah. I did that to my basement. It didn't take too long. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of my first plan. Um, and I feel like maybe one day if we, because eventually we want to make, like for the interim, it's going to be sort of a art studio and um, work from home, you know, mm-hmm. home office. But our long-term plan is to put a fold-out couch down there and kind of have it as a um, guest room when we turn our guest bedroom into a second nursery. That's not happening. This is not an announcement. Sure. Just, you know, forward thinking. Um so I really feel like the carpet at that point will be a lot cozier, but that is a theoretical at this point. So well, and you can always put it in later. Like I could, so what? You right, know exactly. What I mean? Okay. Do All your right. budget solution yeah. now. That's really going to tide you over for. A couple I agree. Years and then yeah, and you can see maybe you'll love it, and if not, yeah, save up and do that later. Okay. Yeah, y'all are right. Okay. Yeah. And then that way I can spend it on some other cool stuff that I want to do around the house upstairs where we yes. really – Where yes. you're living. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, I agree. And then the the final update on the basement is that I finally got my IKEA kitchen design. I mean, it's not a kitchen. It's the home office cabinetry, but you do it through it's the through the IKEA designer. kitchen mm-hmm. series. I finally got it approved after six weeks, so I can order that. So what does that mean excited. you got it approved? Maybe – well, you have to get it like by them. Um approved mm-hmm. by them to make sure yes. you have all the parts so you're not going back a million times. Yeah. Um so maybe I'll get my home office before May when we're of next to go year. Back to work. <laughs> exactly. Perfect timing. I think it's I think it's going to happen like end of March. That's my <laughs> probably, but hey. <laughs> it's okay. You never know. Yeah. So and what what anyhow, those are all of my little updates. What do your cabinet doors look like? What are you specking down there? Um, it is a green, sort of a dark. It's kind of the same green as my kitchen cabinets. And it's the same, essentially the same color that we painted on the walls. So it'll all be like a uniform color. Um, so that was something they just stopped, and it, it, a green that they stopped. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I did in my yeah. basement. They had sort of this peacocky blue. And I just got it and painted my walls yeah. sort of matching. And it's all one thing. Yeah, and I will say... Did you okay? Did you get the sample and then test the paint color to it, or did you I just wing it? it? Of course. Have okay, you met so that's me? what I'm doing. So I hope. It, <laughs> like, I need normally, that answer. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, and that's what I was hoping you were going to say because that's what I'm doing. Because, like, just from the pictures, it looks very similar, and I'm not too worried that it matches no, exactly. I liked that it didn't in um, my space. It's a little off. But I I haven't seen this door in person at all. Oh, so fun. let's hope it. Looks good. <laughs> really um, winging it. I like it. But I mean, it's just, and it's also it's just a flat front. It's no shake or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just flat, and I chose like very minimal um, 
But oh, one thing exciting about it is I have a whole series of drawers for gift wrapped. I'm very Ooh. pumped about gift it. Gift wrap is hard to find, so find store the correct right? storage. I keep mine. Yes. Mm-hmm. I keep mine in um, a trunk that was one of those trunks you send your kids to summer camp with. You remember those? Mm-hmm. You know, I have yes. two of those. I have two boys, and so I have one that just has all my rolls of gift wrap in it, and then the top tray has scissors and you know, the tags and whatnot. But yeah. then I have a whole nother giant thing of ribbon and it's just not easy to, but y'all told me before I have too much, I need to pare it down, which is probably true. I've promised myself that I'm not buying gift wrap this year. I'm only, I need to use up what I have. Also Ballard did, did like a giveaway last year where we had a bunch of gift wrap and I have like 15 rolls and that's just well, outrageous. But every wow. Christmas I, I buy wrap. at the end of the season when it's on discount, Probably six Same. or eight matching roles cause, or coordinating because I really like them to coordinate under the tree. And so then the next season I have them. But I love that look where they all That's coordinate smart. and look cute together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Me too. And I like the discounting part yes, too. So that yes. always helps. Although we do have antelope gift wrap this year at Ballard and I've already bought a few rolls of that because I love it for the holidays with like a red or olive green ribbon but I also think it's going to be great year round for birthdays and weddings and anything it's it's mm, it looks real good it's gonna look great in your living room too Karen I'm excited Uh (laughs) it will okay Karen your turn okay I should I give you an update on what's going on next door with with the house that's being built I can't remember what I told you guys uh, except that it was being ripped down um, have I told you beyond that? I've, Cause I've been putting things on my Instagram story, so I can't remember what I told you guys, but anyway, I'll just did I tell you how they kind of knocked into my fence and broke it and kind of broke my fountain. Nope. <laughs> no. <gasps> Cause I told you nope. I was trying to get this fountain finished for Thanksgiving. Cause I wanted to have Thanksgiving uh-huh. in my backyard with my mother and blah, blah, blah. So they took down every tree on the whole lot except for two trees. So they kept two trees. Um, but in doing so, there were a lot of very large, tall, tall, tall trees. So in doing so, one of the branches fell and hit our fence. And our fence is a new kind of a new fence we did this year. And it knocked it off kilter so it isn't quite straight anymore. And then my fountain, the eight-foot-long fountain, is connected to one eight foot long section of the fence. Yeah. And then all the plumbing for the fountain is behind the fence on the neighbor's side of the yard. I'm sure they're going to be delighted with that. Um, We'll have to figure that out after they move in. But anyway, um, my former neighbor didn't care. So, so all that plumbing (laughs) also got disconnected from the fountain. Basically it's broken. (laughs) Did you fully fix your fountain before this happened? No, it wasn't quite finished. I was getting a new pump, um, a larger pump. Uh, And so that, I don't, I don't think that was attached anyway. Um, so like this one little branch did it. And so Joe wrote, you know, like an email to the people and they were like, uh, how could all of that have happened? (laughs) And all we saw were a few scratches and he's like, yeah, well, uh, no. And PS I'm a lawyer. So (laughs) they were like, oh, okay, we'll fix it. So, but other than that, honestly, uh, and the very early morning, sounds that can happen at 7 a.m. because the mm. our ordinance here is they can work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So 7 a.m. comes early. 7 right? is early. Especially with the daylight savings because it's dark. So it's dark and they're yeah. making noise. And you're just like, what is going on? But 
too, too early. early. But other than that, it honestly, they've been very um, considerate and tidy and it's not been bad at all. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So were the people that you were communicating with the actual like future neighbors or were they like it was a developer? No. So yeah, it's being built. It's a spec house being built by a builder. And actually we were communicating with the tree company, the company that they hired to take mm. the trees down because they actually came and knocked on our door and said, hey, we're taking trees down today. Da, 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 da. Um, and here's our card if anything happens. So that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But they regretted giving you that, huh? <laughs> so, but it hasn't been too bad. I, I well, of course, Joe Mooney is going insane. He, he, yeah. I'm just like whatever. But he's he's like watching. It, it's like Mrs. Kravitz from Bewitched. Joe is you know looking out the window constantly watching to see what they're doing. I mean, they're busy mm-hmm. out there. So, well, it's it's got to be weird because for so long, like you were wondering yeah. if. The neighbor was alive yeah. in there because he like you never saw him, and, and it was just. I got to tell you, you know, with all the trees deserted. down, it's so different. That everything is just so different looking. I can see into the backyard of about six neighbors that I never even knew they were there. Honestly, I mean, I knew they were there, but you know what I mean. I mean, I can literally right. see onto the deck of the neighbor three doors down when they're outside having dinner. I'm sure they're delighted. Um, and it's just, <laughs> and the noise travels so much further without trees so i can hear also mm-hmm. hear what they're saying while they're sitting on their deck three houses down which never before was it yeah. anything like that i never even considered how trees really provide a sound barrier but they do right it sounds like you need to call trees atlanta well i can't <laughs> plant it in their yard my yard already <laughs> yeah no, no. well you know it's funny because like we're we're kind of close to the interstate and it is way worse like we can't we can kind of sometimes hear traffic um, from it, but it's way worse in the winter. So I bet it's going to get a little bit worse now once the yeah, leaves are falling. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It had never so, occurred to me, but no. I'm sure they're going to want to plant some trees back there when they're done, hopefully. Let's just hope. Yeah. They, they will. will. They will. So what is, what is your triumph? I don't know. Okay. I There's mean, all, everything okay. on my list is a trial right now, so I'm going to save some for <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I respect that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's get to our guest. So our guest today is Stephanie Stein. She's an interior designer in Los Angeles. She also has a wallpaper brand called August Abode, and her style is relaxed but refined, and it just has that effortless California cool vibe to it. Her work has been featured in Architectural Digest, Domino Magazine, House and Garden, Elle Decor, House Beautiful, and more. And she was named one of California Home of Design's Rising Stars in 2019. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) <laughs> you sound a little busy, you know, yeah. being a rising star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's COVID's definitely made things um, juggling everything uh, a new level of busy, a little bit challenging and stop and go, stop and go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just really enjoyed going through your portfolio and 
it it really is just like you've described on your website and those two words in particular relaxed and refined and you but you also use a ton of restraint you mentioned that just even in the descript your own description of your um projects and that i think is probably one of the hardest things that people struggle with especially if they're doing their own spaces because you haven't quite educated your own eye yet to know what that stopping point is. So I was wondering if you could kind of, you know, maybe share your own, I guess, point of view. Sure. Absolutely. I think that personally, I don't like a space that feels too cluttered. So regardless of the genre, whether it's more eclectic or more traditional or feeling more modern farmhouse or California, I think that being observant of the negative space and not trying to feel fill every nook and cranny, every mm-hmm. single item doesn't need to have color and pattern. Just because you like color doesn't mean every single thing has to have color on it. Mm-hmm. So I think that being selective on how you use color and pattern and accessories is how you get that sort of openness without it feeling one note, like mm-hmm. everything you see on Pinterest, if, you know, which not that there's anything wrong with that. Some people want to take a room that they see and just emulate it. But some mm-hmm. people, you know, might love a certain color or a certain motif or a certain, you know, have an East Lake chair that they found at a at an antique shop on the side <laughs> of the road and they want to know how to incorporate it. And it it's it's about trying to find balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because negative space is something that if you're in the graphic design, you know, world or in photography is just fundamental, but we really never talk about it here on the podcast. Interesting. Um, you know, not in, not, not in the, that, not in so many words, I would say. And do you disagree, Taryn? You're making a funny face at me. No, I'm listening. <laughs> well, but I was, I was wondering if you could kind of, and you, you sort of spoken to it a little bit, but um, explain to us what negative space is when it's good like negative space usually kind of implies like positive, whereas when is it a hole that needs to be filled? So yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Good yeah. who aren't familiar with the terminology. Um, so it is voids or emptiness, um, but it's I would say mindful or selective emptiness. And kind of making sure that there's ample room to walk through the space, that the furniture mm-hmm. has a little breathing room, that the lighting has a little breathing room, that the accessories aren't so many accessories on the shelf that you couldn't fit another single item. Yeah. And so the negative space I would, I guess, best describe is that bit of breathing room around the items. Yeah. There was this one room in your portfolio that I loved and totally took me by surprise. It was a bedroom and you had a uh, phonograph, like a fashion photo over the um, headboard, but it was not centered. (laughs) And it looked fabulous. I mean, it it took a lot of convincing, actually, (laughs) um, for that to not be centered. (laughs) Um, And it just felt 
wrong to me for it to be centered. It felt too perfect, mm-hmm. too expected. And I think that that slightly off-centered made the room feel real to mm-hmm. me, where that um, kind of very, I guess in a way, very traditional, very formal, very centered um element of it being right above the bed, right above the center of the headboard, then almost made it feel like it needed more items next Mm -hmm. to it, which then didn't allow for the negative space, if you want to look at it that way. (laughs) I like it. So was that that like something that you thought of right as you were installing or is that something you had planned from the beginning? No. And I had always done it in the um, like presentations on the vibe boards off center. And Mm -hmm. when it came time to install, they were like, Oh, I didn't realize that you were kept showing us that way because that's how you intended to do it. (laughs) They were like, I wanted to make sure you were. So we paused a beat. We made sure everyone was on the same page because there's Mm -hmm. more in that specific room. So we wanted to, you know, make sure everyone was completely comfortable. Um, you know, a lot of open arms holding up that piece of artwork, making sure everyone could walk around the room, look at it at many angles, ponder it a bit. <laughs> well, that I I thought it was so smart and I would have I would never have the guts to do it, but it looked great and um oh, and, thank and you. perfectly thank you. And, perfectly illustrated that negative space we're talking about so Mm -hmm. yeah and just a little bit Mm -hmm. like imperfect right not Mm -hmm. even though it's a balanced room you I always want something a little unexpected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well even your wallpaper leaves that same what you're saying the breathing room Um, because in that room it's very subtle Um, because sometimes when you think wallpaper you think in your face and this is a very subtle cool. wallpaper that you've designed so it's thank, beautiful thank you yeah and in a way that's how the wallpaper line came about is that um i was working on something for a client and we really wanted something that could be another element another layer in the space without dominating the space and there were some sketches I had done like on during some travels and it just sort of kept evolving and I was like well like I know this printer like let me just see and pretty soon it was a wallpaper line (laughs) but the, the purpose was that it could be a layer in the background similar to just a solid colored wall but just that like that little bit more depth that mm-hmm. little bit of something extra without necessarily overpowering the entire space. Yeah. Okay. I want to back up a little bit because I read and I can't remember where this was. It might've been on your website, but um, that your parents tried to talk you out of going to design <laughs> school. Yeah. <laughs> Is this right? <laughs> yeah. So my, I, I originally went to school for something else and um, through most of my 20s worked in a completely different, unrelated field. And at some point just decided life was too short. Uh, The safe route wasn't for me. And I would always regret it if I didn't try to do something that like, you know, I'd always been drawn to and always been passionate about. I was Mm -hmm. definitely that kid who, you know, was rearranging her room over and over again, like, 
moving around the furniture, changing the, the, the artwork, the pillows, the this and that as a child. It was just something right. walking into family members' houses, being like, hmm, maybe that chair should be like off to the side a little, you know, <laughs> like probably not what they wanted the 12 year old telling them. Um, so yeah, so I kind of took a little bit of a risk, left my like successful, comfortable life and went back to school and started over. And it was really scary, but it was also motivating because you kind of are like, wow, like I kind of need to get back to where I was. So you mm-hmm. pushed, for me at least. So I pushed myself probably harder than I would have if this was mm-hmm. my first career, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I went to the UCLA Arc ID program and studied interior architecture and worked for um, a couple really incredibly talented um, women, both who had two very different um, aesthetics. And then actually, gosh, let me think about this. Yeah. Wow. Like five and a half years ago, started my own firm. Amazing. That's a great story. And uh, how do your Mm -hmm. parents feel now about um, they're (laughs) talking you out of school? (laughs) You know, I, I think that, I think that uh, they still think that it was, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Well, you have an amazing portfolio and your work has been widely featured. So I think that you are doing just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk to, again, you have this very airy, light, um, you know, portfolio, I feel like just the rooms really have this light to them. And, you know, you spoke to the, to the space, but how else can, you know, someone who doesn't live in California mm-hmm. um, kind of mimic this? Cause I know the lighting is totally different, but you know, you, other than the actual giving breathing room, what else can we do to emulate this? Sure. I think that it's also um, about a combination Um, If you look, there's always kind of a mix of clean line pieces. Uh, For me, a room's never complete without some vintage. So, you know, for for those of us who miss shopping, there's always, (laughs) there's a lot of online sources for vintage these days. And I think mixing a little bit of traditional, a little bit clean line, a little bit of vintage and, you know, whatever is your core or personal aesthetic, letting that perhaps be the dominant element and saying something that isn't necessarily so straightforward or so um, clear that maybe you have a cleaner lined lamp versus a gourd style lamp paired Mm -hmm. with your English roll arm sofa. Or maybe you have um, like a shelter arm straight sofa with a more traditional side table where that, that, again, it's about balance, but it's about, Mm -hmm. um, it's also about the materials. I think that Mm -hmm. I tend to avoid materials that are sparkly. Um, so there's not, and even in like a velvet, for example, I, 
even though a silk velvet is beautiful and luxe and shiny um, mm-hmm. and soft, I, I would prefer a linen velvet or a cotton velvet or even a mohair that sort of um, reflects the light differently. So mm-hmm. it's even those subtle things of mm-hmm. uh, choosing fabrics that have linen and cotton in them and give that more relaxed feel when you're mixing your materials. Do you do the same on hard, like on case goods as well, like overly lacquered or that same similar? Yeah. So I also don't love a high gloss finish personally. And so I think that that, and that could be the California element because I do think that there is, um, a, a more of an affinity for high gloss um, on the East Coast or New York. Um, here, you know, there's a lot of ceruced oak, um, oiled walnut, um, you know, or antiqued finishes that have that just that wabi sabi imperfection to them. Um, too perfect. <laughs> Again, I know I keep using that, but no, that's perfect. Everything's uniform and too perfect. I probably don't want it. <laughs> right. Can you describe the wabi sabi to people? I feel like that was so funny. You said that somewhere else, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's this um, Japanese concept of, I guess, and I'm I'm not Japanese, so I might not be explaining this correctly, but (laughs) my understanding um, is sort of being okay with the imperfection of things as they are. So if um, a knotted pine piece of wood has the knot or has the split Mm -hmm. or has a groove in it, you don't try to sand that out or plane it to perfection. Mm-hmm. You accept it as it is, and that's part of its beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I, I noticed as well that you use a lot of um, wood and natural materials, uh, which totally makes sense. And but I was I was curious because you're using so many, you know, you love wood so much, and and just those natural elements. Um, I also read that you hate matchy. So <laughs> how does one you really did your homework? <laughs> Sometimes. Um, <laughs> but so how do you inc- how do you work lots of different wood tones specifically because I do think people probably get hung up on wood tones more so than any other sure. aspect but like how do you work them together in a room to where you can use lots of different ones without it I think that you want them to be in the same range right so if they're cool then you want to stick with cools if they're warm you want to stick with warm right? So I'm not going to necessarily put a gray washed piece of furniture next to a warm walnut piece. For Mm -hmm. me, that's how I make the multiple different finishes work. So, um, you know, browns into tans, I guess if you think of it like an outfit, maybe, right? Like you wouldn't necessarily wear gray leather belt with brown leather shoes, but you might wear like tan and camel together. Right. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. And you do it with metals too, I've noticed too. And that's something exactly. we get asked often. People just stress out about like, well, I want to get this fixture, you know, for this, this lighting in my kitchen, but I'm scared it's not going to match my faucet. I It's the same concept. I, you know, I don't necessarily mix. Um, I, Chrome's a tough one 
right? Like you can't, that's a tough one to in, integrate because it is much cooler than the rest, but uh, a matte black can easily go with a brass or a oil of bronze can go with a matte black. Um, sometimes you can even do, um, I think a polished nickel can go with a brass, you know, if like if you have a polished nickel faucet, and maybe unlacquered brass cabinet poles. I think that works and feels like kind of classic. And again, like, I guess like you're not trying too hard. Yeah. And, and you know what I think is kind of funny about polished nickel and maybe this is just me, but I feel like if, if you are on, you know, whatever fixture website or maybe you're looking in the store and you hold the polished nickel up against chrome, you can see that the nickel has this sort of it's not yellow, warmer. but the warmer. Yeah. It's warmer. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so I, you can, yeah. I, I mean, I avoid chrome and I avoid satin nickel personally. Like I, those just for me don't resonate with me. It's not that there's anything wrong with them. They're just not my cup. They're too glittery for you. Uh, well, I love all the, I mean, I feel like every fixture you've done faucet wise is unlacquered and I am all into the unlacquered brass right now. And it is funny. I'm like, why am I so obsessed with it? Is because it has been so shiny for the last few years. And now I'm like, I want that patina and that imperfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's nice because it, you can kind of control it in that if it starts getting too patinaed or patinated, you can, um, clean it with Brasso the same way you might your vintage brass, uh, like serving pieces or, or accessories in your home. Uh, you have to be kind of careful of your countertops, but you can, you can take that. And if it's getting overly patinated, you can just reduce it by cleaning. How quick does that do that? Just wondering, like if I had a faucet, let's say I bought one, how long till it gets a real brown? Um, it varies depending it on your use. I mean, there's there's some tricks to make <laughs> it age more quickly, and there's also <laughs> tricks to make it age slower, right? Some people are worried about it getting aging too quickly because it can start to erode, and they don't necessarily want that. And I think it depends on if you're in a coastal environment because then, like, salt air can then sort of mm-hmm. – exacerbate it um Mm -hmm. some people don't want it to get that green you know when it it can go past brown into green a little bit and some people start to kind of freak out about that but um if you (laughs) if you um get it wet before you install it and leave it in the sun and do this a couple days in a row you can sort of fast track the aging Ah. um i mean I, I don't know. It, it, that's not something for everyone. <laughs> you can also, like, have it waxed um, by someone first to slow down the aging. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I mean, you know, I love all this. This is all good <laughs> information. I mean, who who even listening knows how to do this to brass? I'm not sure many. there's a YouTube video. A plater, like, if you have, most mm-hmm. places have someone who, like, replate silver or something like that. Mm-hmm. Your local player might know how to uh, deal with some of these things. <laughs> if you're afraid to try it yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to speak to your earthly palette too, because I feel like no matter, again, from woods to, you know, the materials you're using, um, but even the colors too, um, 
do you think it's just California or do you feel like it's past? Because I feel like this wave of these earthy tones started in fashion and for us on the East Coast, at least, and are now I'm starting to see it all throughout um, just home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the earthy tones are definitely um, sort of everywhere right now. I would say that for sure. I think there's sort of an everlasting quality, right? I think they transcend trend and perhaps there's so many questions and and uh, so much trend that comes at you that I think it's uh, a way where people feel that they can have something that they don't have to worry. Like, is this out of style, you know, in a year? Because that's not really what you want in your home. The same way you might feel about your wardrobe. Um, And, but it also, it also is a nice, um, grounding quality and a backdrop when you're using color, right? Mm-hmm. So it, I don't have as much color in my own home as some of yeah. my friends. Um, and so yeah. I think there, everything was all neutral everywhere when I started in design. It was like oatmeal and white everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of clients that wanted color and I was like, oh, thank God, like I get to do something different. <laughs> And then those projects got featured and all of a sudden everyone who came to me wanted color. And I, so for me, I have to sort of, I think for it to feel balanced to me and not like an overwhelming space um, and Mm -hmm. have like a little bit of Zen to it. It is those, those earthy elements that sort Mm -hmm. of ground the color. Yeah, yeah, I feel like most your portfolio in general is is more on the earthy tone. You definitely have a few that are. I can see which one it got punched up in color. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "You do orange lacquer? Let's do this." <laughs> yeah, but it was, you know, but it's fun. You know, I like variety, and so right. it's fun. Um, I know that's not for every designer where I'm like, oh, something totally different than I've ever done before. You want super glam? Cool. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, speaking of super glam, we have to talk about the glamorous like 70s um, Cape Cod because wasn't that wasn't that what it was? Um, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Tell everyone about that because I loved that project in your portfolio. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that was a fun project for me. Um, I don't get a lot of requests for glam and mm-hmm. it was interesting. I walked into the house and it was a very typical Cape Cod, very beachy. And they're like, we hate beachy. And I was like, Oh, interesting. And they really wanted it to feel kind of sexy and sultry. And when we did some initial rounds of concepts and some shopping, I noticed that the clients were really drawn to like a lot of glam, a lot of marble, a lot of brass, a lot of glass, which was different for me than what mm-hmm. I usually um, deal with. And um, in addition, um, one of the clients really didn't like wood, which was something <laughs> when you talked about <laughs> all the earthy elements. Um, was a real like, oh, wow, like, um, this is, this is different for me, but also really cool. And um, so sort of my way of creating that livable, but sultry feel, 
and um, really going all in on the earthy tones so that the glass and brass and marble didn't kind of overwhelm everything um, because there was there we we used some ebonized woods, but for the most part there wasn't really any like brown wood finishes anywhere in in the yeah. space. So those elements sort of helped give it that grounding quality. But it was also really fun to do some of like the 70s lines and like lots of great vintage pieces and cool art um, in these Mm -hmm. traditional bones. I loved it. It was so gorgeous. And I, speaking to when you were talking about um, like marble and brass and metals and um, instead of wood, um, you, you balanced all of that so much with like a coziness. And I think a lot of times when you do have sort of those shinier finishes, it feels not, there's like not a coziness to it, I guess, but you use like some amazingly yummy drapery and nubby textures. And I just was like, I would have never used like a herringbone like fabric for like glam. Like those (laughs) two would never, you know, go together in my mind, but it looked great. Well, it was also that one of the clients, so one of the clients, you know, oftentimes when you're dealing with a couple, they don't always have the same taste. And so one of the clients had like a clear um, affinity for kind of a more traditional, like English smoking lounge kind of look. And the other Mm -hmm. loved like 70s glam. And so this was also my way (laughs) of... um, sort of combining their their styles and one you know one was like ooh, a lot of color and the other kept saying more color more color more color so it was really um sort of trying to come up with something that was pleasing both people right well let me ask you this if someone is okay say you're trying to decorate your house and you've got a spouse that um doesn't like your choices. Is that some way that you can sort of um, make all parties happy? You know, you kind of pick one thing that um, is something that you really feel strongly about, and then you sort of mix it somehow. It, like <laughs> you hire you hire Stephanie to be the right, right. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I think a lot of times we get questions from our our um, listeners, and they're like, "My husband doesn't like this, but I want to do it. Like, should I do it?" And in essence, you're kind of yeah. saying no. Like, you need to please both people. So you know, there's also been instances where I'm like, "You're." what you're telling me are so different. I can't blend these two very diverse (laughs) requests. And one of you needs, you guys need to decide like whose style we're doing because I can't actually like make these meld. It's only Mm -hmm. happened a couple of times, but it has happened, right? That's good um, to know. Yes, when he when he's all like, I'd like to do a football room. <laughs> I would like floral everywhere. Yeah. So I can't mix those two. <laughs> but um, you know, I think that for people doing this themselves, it's really like the process shouldn't be any different than what I'm doing. You start with your concept, right? Like your Pinterest mm-hmm. board. And maybe it's that both both individuals are contributing, right? Their, mm-hmm. their ideal spaces so that you're like, oh, wow, like these feel really different or they're both looking at the finished spaces and maybe they didn't realize, oh, 
each, there's a couple that they both like and they can mm-hmm. narrow it down and try to emulate those spaces. Or, you know, oftentimes like one member of a couple can, can visualize a bit better than the mm-hmm. other. Um, and so, you know, make a vibe board. Like you, there, there's Canva, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, user-friendly yeah. websites and software where you... And not just for the other person, but for yourself. Sometimes, you know, you think something's going to look good, but when you lay it all out, you're like, ooh, that, that, that's a little off, right? So <laughs> yeah. um, help help each other visualize the space before before you buy anything, right? Don't, don't yeah. do it one item at a time, um, especially on major purchases. Like try to... Even if like, say your coffee table changes like four different times during the course of like, you're not buying the whole room at once, I think still create the board and swap out the different coffee tables and make sure it all works together, at least to the best of your ability. Um, Even from a DIY perspective, if you're, if you're worried if you care about it, right? If you, and that's not for everyone, but if someone cares so much that they're writing about this, then I think yes. there's there's a few extra steps that they can take themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think that's some great advice for sure. And that same house we were just talking about, did you have one of the rooms was ebonized wood on the walls? Is that no? It's it's, it was- a, it's a grass cloth. Okay. Um, one of the images made it look like wood grain and then some of the others look like grass cloth. Either way, they were both gorgeous. So I was I was happy with both. But I was like, did you do a whole room? Um, love that. The dark color is so pretty. <laughs> I don't think I've seen too much like the of the it is black. Grass yeah, cloth. it's a it's black. I mean there's parts of it that look off black because that's sort of the beauty of Mm-hmm. grass cloth is that it it's a natural fiber so it absorbs the ink a little bit like differently across um the mm-hmm. the different i don't know the different reed grasses mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so um no it's so pretty i would totally mm-hmm. recommend it's your brentwood is the is the link or the portfolio piece to look at guys. Cause even <laughs> your, the dining room is so pretty too. I mm-hmm. love that deep green color on the top. Yeah. And then you've, you've like brought the weight of the room down with the black chairs and the big black console. And it's just so traditional and glam. It's great. It's, mm-hmm. you did a great job. Thank you. And it's unlike anything, you know, it, it really is, um, a one of a kind space. Mm-hmm. I've been it for my own. <laughs> you do that, and our clients let you create something totally different than what they're seeing out there, and that's always quite fun. Uh-huh. Plus, I feel like yeah. dining rooms are really—they're um, kind of a hard beast because you know they're so—they're seen as traditional most of the time. But how do I make it different than my? You know, if if you have a kitchen table, you know. Um, so I think mm-hmm. for someone who's not, you know, very traditional, it is hard to figure out kind of what do I put in there that's different Absolutely. than and not all houses these days have a formal dining mm-hmm. room, right? But because mm-hmm. that house did have a room that was completely defined from the other space, it allowed us to like have a little bit of fun and do some things that were a little bit different. Yeah. So I noticed um it seemed like, you know, 
a lot of your clients, since it is LA, you have very expensive real estate. And it seems like a lot of your clients had really beautiful homes, but maybe a little on the smaller side, some of them more, you know, bungalows, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, LA is, um, I think that, you know, <laughs> LA's, LA's real estate can be a little tricky. What, what we get for the, what we get for a bungalow is like, a mansion somewhere else. <laughs> right, right. Well, how do you design for that if you have a young family and, you know, it's relatively small? Like, it, it seems like there were a lot of spaces in your portfolio that were so um, compact and stylish. Like, they really packed in a lot of function. And I was curious if you have any, um, you know, kind of things that you keep in mind or... Um, yeah, I mean... Things. For sure. Like you'll notice there's not a lot of white sofas in my portfolio because I have almost every client has a child or a dog. And so as, um, and everyone wears denim all day long. So between mm-hmm. denim stains, children and dogs, white sofas are very difficult. Um, even though they're beautiful. <laughs> Everyone doesn't take into consideration the denim staining. And so word of advice, um, denim stains white sofas when you get up and yeah. get down. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's good advice. That's really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, most stores know about it. You can ask about like the denim staining on a fabric, even like Ballard designs or CB2. Someone should be able to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely about understanding the client's lifestyle, right? Are, is it a single male client? Is it a young family? Is it an older couple? Like, is it a second home? Is it a primary residence? I think that, um, all of those things define what pieces you're putting in the space, um, because, it's, it still has to be functional for how the people live. Right. right. We love so, function. Yes. Well, if it's not functional, then what's the point? I mean. Yes. And then going through your portfolio. Sorry, I, I realized I had just pinned something that was yours. And, you know, you're like deep in Pinterest. And I was like, oh, this is a great laundry room. <laughs> and then I was going through your portfolio. And I was like, yep, definitely just pinned her laundry room. Didn't even know. That <laughs> <laughs> laundry room was a fun project. Is it time to do a decorating dilemma? I was going to ask you, Caroline. You're the the hostess with the mostess. We're co-hosts, Taryn. That's true. Um, I just feel like you're in charge. <laughs> I'm just bossy. Um, no, I think we should do a dilemma. We have one from someone named Caroline, and it's not me. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. I was going to make, and this is from Caroline here. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to read it, and then... Um, Stephanie, you're in charge of making it wonderful. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure at all. No pressure. Um, All right. So this is from Caroline and she writes, hello, I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. The guests are always great. And the banter between the three of you ladies is so fun. Your podcast is such a bright spot during my boring quarantine days. (laughs) I'm so glad. Um, My decorating dilemma is my kitchen space. And I'd love some feedback in regarding to updating my kitchen. 
We moved into this house three years ago, and I knew right away that I would want to change out the backsplash. I feel like the current backsplash mimics my large floor tile, except that it's placed diagonally on the wall. Boring. On the kitchen island, I want to install an undermounted single bowl kitchen sink. So replacing the countertops is in order to make that happen. Do I use quartz or granite? Do I do a lighter color? I am open. Here's where I'm stumped. Do I keep the cabinets their natural wood color or do I paint them? Stain them darker. There's a lot of grain in the wood and there are a lot of cabinets, so I'm sure it will be expensive. I'm not a fan of cutouts and decorative wood pieces above my cooktop and would love to get rid of that piece. I have also thought about removing the two cabinets above the stove top and possibly installing a pretty wood wall mount range hood instead. I included a picture of a beautiful kitchen to give you an idea about the style of kitchen hood that I'm leaning towards. Also, I'd like to replace all the pendant lights over my island along with the light fixture over my kitchen table. Over the kitchen island, I was wondering if I could go from three pendants down to two and use something similar to your carriage house pendants. The issue I have with my kitchen table light fixture is that it's way off center and I would like to update it with something else. Would you install a new fixture in its place or drape the light fixture chain across the ceiling to have it hang over the center of the table? Do you think I should keep an oval style table or change it up to a round dining table? I like to still seat six. I love to coordinate some counter stools also. The wall color is Sherwin-Williams Balanced Beige. The kitchen floor tile tends to be warm, so I don't feel like I can go with a true white kitchen because of the tile color. I look forward to hearing your design tips for my kitchen space. Thank you. <laughs> All right. There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what would you say the year of this house is just based on the kitchen? I think it's from the 80s, maybe 90s. Yeah, I guess. I'm feeling it's like a 90s warm wood, wood. yeah, color yeah. and and all and then topes and then black countertops. And right now she has three the caps look yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, the cabinets feel like 80s cabinets, mm-hmm. but it's also possible that like the countertops could have been redone at some point mm-hmm. um, the the style of arches definitely feel 90s mm-hmm. yeah okay so where do we start do we start kitchen? so this whole thing <laughs> okay. i feel like yeah wherever you want to start stephanie i yeah. think okay let's start with let's start with the countertops, right? Because that was the first thing that she mentioned. And so what I'm hearing is that the back countertop would stay, but the island countertop is going to change because she wants to change to an undermount sink. And so to give this a little bit of a more current feel, what I would do is actually hone that back countertop the black so take mm-hmm. it from polish to home to make it feel a little bit fresher a little bit mm-hmm. more current and then can you uh, can you do that without removing yeah. them i didn't yeah. i did not know this yes, stephanie is a wealth of knowledge can do it. i know i'm just i'm not doubting i'm just i'm surprised <laughs> and delighted but not every fab some fabricators will say mm-hmm. no 
And you shouldn't ever push someone to do something that they say they can't do or they've never done before because it's probably not going to turn out well. But Mm -hmm. um, yes, I've absolutely done this before. And it ends up looking like it takes that like 90s granite look and makes it feel more like a soapstone. Yeah, I was going to say the matte would look really good. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty cool. And so and then I think I think you she absolutely can have a different material on the island. And um mm-hmm. I I mean personally, I think like a calicutta payonazo or an arbiscado would be nice because they have warmth like a mostly like whitish beige background, but like a little bit of black or a little bit of warm veining, not so white and gray. I think too much mm-hmm. gray is going to feel out of place with all the um, beige. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think. Well, what did she talk about next? Um, the back. Next- oh, the cabinets. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of wood right now. Like it's definitely quite a bit of wood. I think that. I mean, my inclination is to say, I can't tell if there's, my inclination is to say, keep the uppers wood and paint the lowers, Um, especially because I think that these uppers could be bleached and be made to a nice, like, lighter oak and make them feel more current um it's Hmm. probably it's probably red oak not white oak so there's a little color correction that the finisher has to do to uh make it there's a little staining that they have to do to make it not feel pink um but i think that that could be nice and then paint the bottoms um the lowers just because it, it it does feel like a lot of wood to me mm-hmm. right now. Um, or what? if she wants to paint all of it, she could do like darker lowers and lighter uppers. I think um, this example image um, has a different color on the island. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like white cabinets necessarily make sense in this kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. If she wants to keep them light, perhaps ivory, but um, I definitely wouldn't do white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, let's see. So, what about the backsplash? Because she, oh, she does want to get rid of that. I think a zelige would be nice because it does have that like imperfection to it, and it feels um, it feels more current, and it feels. Um, mm-hmm. It would go with everything, right? Like a nice, like yeah. light colored zilli wouldn't fight with what's happening and the period of the architecture of the home, um, and it would it would bring it current without feeling incorrect in the space. Yeah. And I, I would even maybe change like the cabinet hardware as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what would you do for cabinet um, hardware? You think? Okay. Or what metal, I guess, would you do for cabinet hardware? So I guess it depends upon, I mean, I kind of think, I kind of love an unlacquered brass faucet. So I would probably, 
um, a matte black or mm-hmm. an oil rub bronze on the cabinet poles. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then the next one she asked about was the range. And so you attached the picture of the range she was thinking about doing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that would feel much uh-huh. better in the space. The hood, the hood yes. with a little, uh, simple um, kind of clean lined um, plaster hood. And in this, it has wood at the bottom. I would guess based on the size of her island that she might have a marble remnant uh, left. Like, I don't think that the slab would take up her entire island. So there's a chance she could coordinate the instead of doing wood at the bottom perhaps use some of that marble and tie it in oh that's smart yeah that's cool um that's a great idea okay what's her next one do to do um the pendant lights over her island could she get away with doing less Uh, yeah i think she could definitely switch to two um especially if they're larger in scale than the three that are there they feel a little small to me Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think it was about the table, the light over her breakfast table, which I think, so it was like a twofold question. Can the, should the light move and should the table stay oval? Mm -hmm. I think that, I think a circular table would probably look better in the space, but the oval table isn't necessarily wrong, right? So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of my personal preference would be circular, but if hers is for oval, I don't think that that's something that feels incorrect. I don't think that necessarily she should move the um, light to be centered over the table. It should stay centered in the space, but she could swag it so that it is over the table. Um I do feel pretty strongly that when you do that, it needs to be a chain. Like the 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 drop shouldn't, it looks like it's just a cord right now. Yeah. I think that it has to be a chain or it feels like, it feels weird. a little weird. Cheap? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little, like, like a plug-in fixture instead of right. I mean, a wired fixture. And this chains are like pretty common so i feel like you know she should never pre- that shouldn't be too That's limiting you know so, yeah. absolutely yeah and i'm also to be honest if she's having someone come to put in just the two pendant lights she could probably have someone come and just while they're there center over the table mm-hmm. yeah well, but she will have to plot she'll have to fit patch it though but yeah but i think that like i think that because like, let's just say she changes her table later or she moves, then the mm-hmm. light fixture is no longer centered in the room, which mm. feels weird to me. Yeah. Right. Cause that little yeah. niche, it's, you, it's centered on that like opening right now. Mm-hmm. And that opening is made for a circular table. That's why to me, a circular table is better, but I do, it, it's a big opening. I mean, uh, it could easily fit a six person circular table right yeah. 
Absolutely. Also, her ceiling, her ceiling is like very tall. Mm-hmm. So if she's going to swag her chandelier, it's not like you're going to swag your chandelier in an eight foot ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She has enough height to where you probably wouldn't even realize. Yeah, it and it, it, it's not that far over that she would swag it. Uh, I think it just needs, it just looks like it needs, you know, foot, mm-hmm. 18 inches or something if she sticks with an oval table. So it's not going to be something that your eye necessarily goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have to say, I'm not trying to talk her out of buying our products because, you know, we love our products, but I just don't think the carriage house chandelier is going to do much for her kitchen. So I feel like she needs to, it's just like a very kind of traditional, simple, uh, glassless, I, I, I guess Chloe, square, but it's not really a square. Um, I think the Chloe, which is like a milk glass, um, I think would look a little bit more interesting in this space, personally. Perfect. Yeah, just something with more height and like yeah. interest, something more interesting. And also, I think there's something nice about um, the more diffuse light that the milk glass gives off versus something with, you know, no shade or no light, especially because it is such a big space, right? So something about that like softer lights when the exposed bulbs can be a little bit harsh and I, I would imagine that the lights are on a lot over the pen, mm-hmm. over the island. We even yeah. offer a picture online of it with two over an island. She can see it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know until I looked it up. Um, no, those are really pretty. Those would be super fun and update the space. All together would make the kitchen, right, like feel quite different and bring it to a more current period without making it a major renovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a mini facelift. This isn't major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about a new fixture for over the kitchen table? What did Wait, y'all think about oh, that? Oh, like in terms of the style? I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of something with a shade. Um, I, I'm not totally familiar. Well, I guess if it's if it's a lantern or a lantern could be nice, but um, it would need to be a big enough scale. Um, right. So you're just trying to do something more uh, solid over the table. Yeah. Like heavier. Yeah, heavier. The the what what's there right now just feels too light for I think it's because it is such tall ceilings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. is there maybe the Remington? Is that Yeah, it's like a chandelier with a shade, like a one giant shade. Yeah, I think I think that that one where did it go you? you. <laughs> the order with which I wrote them. <laughs> yes. It would give a little, yes, it's it's a good one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she could get the six light, the real big one. Yeah, like I feel like it would just feel like the volume would feel better in that mm-hmm. area. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate seeing light fixtures like these in her kitchen because lighting is so fun and you can have such, mm-hmm. like you can make such a statement. It can be so pretty. And when you pick and like whoever put these in, they're, they're literally... The world's most boring three incidents you can come up with outside of just a light bulb hanging from a like string. And so like make it fun. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what, I, that's just me. But they also um, I mean they look like they've probably been there for a while. Right, mm-hmm. right. 
Um, I'm not insulting Caroline. I, I love yeah, Caroline. I probably, I'm not insulting her choices. I assume these were not chosen by her. Yeah. Um, I think her instincts, right, about what should change and what feels off about her kitchen are absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that she didn't talk about that I would recommend is perhaps changing um, to to Roman shades, like maybe some, you know, like mm-hmm. a nice, I don't know, like a nice stripe or something might feel nice. Give it a little bit, mm-hmm. make it not feel so cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that would be great in the space. Um, she also asked about bar stools. Oh, bar stools. Okay. I have, I think that bar stools, well, they should be <laughs> counter height, not bar height. Because it's a kitchen counter, not a bar, but um, they are absolutely necessary. Like a, they shouldn't be, the overhang, it wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense to eliminate the overhang on the new mm-hmm. island. I did not look on your website for bar stools. <laughs> uh, we have we have so many. I don't Caroline, did you pick yeah, some? Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't. But I will say that if you're um if you look at that Chloe light yes. fixture, the the picture is of an island with two Chloe's and three Dana bar stools. Those are those bamboo ones. I mean, it looks great in the picture. I just it saw does. the picture and that's why I'm mm-hmm. But and, you know, if and you it do comes in black, so it could pair with the lights and her honed countertop that's black. But I will say, okay, she could do, and here's if she does do like um, Stephanie suggests an unlacquered brass faucet. I feel like her, the Alistair counter stool could look great because it sort of has like an aged brass um, metal frame, but it's upholstered, and I feel like she needs some color in here, even if it's not, you know. I don't know, color or pattern or something kind of interesting. I think it's going to depend on what, it's hard to answer that without knowing like what the paint color is for the lower kitchen cabinets. We could imagine that it's bronzed ivy like that other kitchen. (laughs) And in that scenario, maybe like the Dorchester or the Adrian makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, from your website, um, if it's one with a back, I think that the Southport is kind of fun as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, you like all the organic ones for sure. Yeah, of course, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like you said. It's hard at this point. We've told her so many changes that it's like I just yeah. feel like the bar stools are last. Like, in a sense of like get Absolutely. your cabinets and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's or, just me quickly looking at your website. <laughs> yeah. Or like do your island first, like get your new sink, get your countertop, paint, paint the island, get I some bar stools and change your lighting. Choose. And then, I don't know. Always choose the surface materials first, right? Like, I think that's mm-hmm. a given. Um, don't choose your furnishings before you choose your surface materials. Right. Yeah, that's true. Agreed. Yeah. It is wise, and she continues to need to hear it. <laughs> we all need to hear it always. Let me save you some money and listen to Stephanie. <laughs> no, I think we answered it all. I yes. think all. Good luck, Caroline. Yeah, I think look great when she redoes it. I want to see the photos. Yes, mm-hmm. send them in. Caroline, it's on you. Send us. So we can send them <laughs> I thought you were talking to me for a minute there. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Stephanie, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you so much. For having me. This was such a treat. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, we wish we were there in person, like yes. actually enjoying wine together, but we will One of these days, Next we time. will all yeah. get again. Yes. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all of that good stuff? Absolutely. Um, my website is stephaniestein.com and my Instagram is stephaniesteinla and the, my wallpaper is augustabode.com and I don't remember August Abode's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure it's on your website, the August Abode website. I, yes, I'm sure it's on August Abode's <laughs> website and that you can link to everything somehow from Stephanie's time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, I thank prefer. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I started looking up for you. It's august.abode is your, in- is your Instagram. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast.ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy decorating. decorating.